0: there's people out there who have these established audiences, they've been writing to their email list and they're like, okay, I have this email list, I have no idea how to sell to them. And that's really common too. So being able to step in with your client and be like, oh yeah, we got this, we
1: can get you selling. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. I don't need more sugar. I don't need more caffeine. I want to introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, Magic Mind. It's the world's first productivity shot. I've tried it, I've loved it. It's improved my focus, my clarity, and helped me get work done and stay on track. The good news is it has organic ingredients that help boost your mood, decrease your stress, and support your immunity and give you the energy you need to make it through the day focused and clear. Coffee does not equal energy. Magic Mind does. Magic Mind will help you give your clients your best when it comes to your marketing services. So go order it in the link below and I'll tell you more about our sponsor soon. Hey, 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 welcome back to the show. Happy New Year. I'm so glad you've joined us here on Unicorns Unite. We are kicking the year off with a bang. I have so many incredible guests scheduled for Q1 of 2024. We are going to learn a lot and improve our businesses when it comes to our services, when it comes to our mindset, when it comes to the back end of our own shiz. So, today I have a copywriter and launch strategist, Sage Polaris, in the house. She's written high converting copy for more than 475 clients. I'm sure she's at 500, earning millions of dollars. She's helped some really big brands, personal brands, service providers sell their service, sell their offers with words on their website. And she's done email, sales pages, and seven-figure launches. She's worked with big, big names. Rick Mulready, Shailene Johnson. She basically makes money for the internet famous people that we watch on Instagram. (laughs) You can also hear her on stage, find her speaking in masterminds and hosting her own retreats. She also has a membership called the Color Coded Copy Launch Booster. We're going to go more into that on the show, but I invited Sage here to really talk about email open rates and help us improve our clients because when we get wins for our clients, when we really wow them, when we get results, when we help them move the needle, when we help them make money sometimes it's new traffic leads, sometimes it's actually converting into dollars, we win. That is the best thing we can do is focus our time and attention on the current clients we have and step up within our role. And so my podcast is really focused on you being able to step up so you can be that premium service provider. And email is just part of it that we have to know. It is related to everything we do in this online business world. Like the goal is always collect the email so we can market to them. And all of our clients should be doing this, and it's your job to help them get there. And sometimes email might not be something you're doing, but it's closely related to what you're doing. For instance, social media, if you're doing blogging, if you're helping with other content marketing, if you're doing launching, if you're doing memberships and retention, you need to be focused on email. And you also need this for your own business as you grow, as you become the go-to expert within your field. So Sage is going to dive into why email tricks for improving our open rates. She's a really good freebie I want you to grab. You're going to go to sagepolaris.com slash we love Emily to go get it. It's her three steps for opening email rates, and it will give you the templates for the words you use on these emails, but you can also, you can use them in a re-engagement campaign. You can use them ahead of a launch. You can use them to structure and prepare your client with a new offer. Because that's one of the things we really care about with our clients. Like, Do they have a verified offer and how can we get them to this place where they are making money and not just draining money as they come up with crazy ideas that aren't well thought out or researched? So you're going to learn a lot here. First thing I want you to do before you listen to anything, go sign up for her free beta no charge copy course. It starts January 18th, so you have plenty of time. If you're catching this podcast later, get on the waitlist for that. For next time, go sign up. Use my link below the show notes. And without further ado, let's learn how to improve your email open rate. Hey, Sage. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here helping us as marketing assistants get better with our clients' email. Tell everyone hello and a little bit about your business.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Sage Polaris. If we haven't met before, I'm a copywriter to the stars and a launch strategist. And I'm super excited to chat today because when I first started my business as a copywriter, I was mostly working with private clients. And I know most of you are doing that. It took me about eight years before I wanted to make my work more accessible through a membership. So I really took my time. I didn't do what everyone else was doing. And so I hope that I can validate your experience in your business today.
1: And that's my whole goal. Yes, I love it. I love it. You are just known for being like the queen of launch copy and helping clients like get their emails open, get them read, help them make conversions. And I'm just so excited to be able to like tap into your brain today because so many of us service providers land these new clients who haven't always nurtured their email aren't always doing email like it's one of the first services that we can get our foot in the door and help with but we're not always at that point where we feel very confident about our copy and we quickly get in this advisor role so we need people like you to help us help us with what to write how to write it and obviously get these emails written because we put so much effort into this content plan into getting it formatted and tagged and just have it part of our our monthly weekly workflow And then they don't get read, right? And so I'm really hoping you can help us triple our email open rates today and really take that advisor role and kind of borrow from your experience. So thanks for this topic, because it's so critical that when we get into someone's business, we start helping them get results and big wins. So I have like so many good questions for you. But I want to start at the beginning when it comes to email, especially for anyone who's newer to this, like maybe a little bit of why we email and why open rates actually matter.
0: In terms of email as part of a client's marketing strategy, they're likely going to have multiple marketing channels, right? And so the one thing that I always emphasize to clients is that your open rate is probably going to be higher than any of your other marketing channels, depending on where you are. But let's say you're on Instagram, right? Two to 4% of people will see your feed. So even if you're on the low end with your email open rate, let's say the industry average is 19% that's still way more effective as a marketing channel than the other places they are probably showing up. Right. So even if they have a smaller list, even if they're like, you know, this isn't really like something I've been focusing on. You can train people who are getting their emails to open them more. And there's some simple steps you can take. It's not like an overly complicated strategy to start getting their emails to be more effective. But even just pointing to that data first and being like, hey, look, like this is actually your most effective channel. And looking at like the high level overview of their data will convince them like, oh, right, I do need to put more attention in this area. So that's where I would always start the conversation with a client.
1: I'm glad you said that because a lot of the clients I've worked with in the past are creatives or like they Are more of the content creator influencer type. So their focus is on the content and they kind of neglect the email, the strategy part of how that goes in. And also, we have limited marketing budgets. We can only spend our dollar doing like so much. And it's easy to have all these shiny object syndrome and be chasing TikTok or YouTube shorts, but like forget about that 19% rate that you're talking about with email, which we know could be higher. Like for some people, that is even higher than that. So When our clients are struggling with budgets, we can direct them to like the thing that's most profitable,
0: right? Totally. And so my last two emails, respectively, I looked before this interview were 42% and 50% open rates. So it's not hard to get that number up. And there's Mm -hmm. some simple things that you can do that your client will see the immediate benefit from. But I do want to speak a little bit to people who are heavy on being content creators and social mastering one channel at a time when someone's new in business always makes sense to me, right? Like, I don't want to say you have to be everywhere. So if they're really good at Instagram and they're getting brand partner deals, that's amazing. And I will say for the viability of their business, I often talk about like, if you want to make money for decades to come, you're going to have to expand to other marketing channels. And email is usually the first place I recommend someone goes next. If they don't have that established in their business, it makes them a more viable partner for their brand deals. But also, like for me, if I ever wanted to partner with someone like they have to have an email list, right? Like that is a non-negotiable for me. So getting them into that world. My favorite, though, is like there's people out there who have these established audiences. They've been writing to their email list and they're like, okay, I have this email list. I have no idea how to sell to them. And that's really common too. So being able to step in with your client and be like, "Oh yeah, we got this. We can get you selling." It's really easy. Like understanding not only how to increase those open rates, but also get people to raise their hands to start making sales is like my
1: zone. Like I love getting that because it's it's not that hard to do. Oh my god, I have so many questions. Okay, I have to ask you a nerdy tech question first because I don't think I know this answer. How do you? Track with your emails because I was going to get in my spreadsheet and look at mine just so I could be a better conversationalist today, and I, I ran out of time. But I have a giant spreadsheet where I like import data because it shows me the week over week and month over month data. But how do how do you do it?
0: Oh my goodness! So you created that spreadsheet in our business for us as well. By the way, I forgot. I, <laughs> to that.
1: I was not leading you there. I totally forgot.
0: <laughs> I love it. No, 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 it's great. So Emily. I was transitioning between two different VAs mm-hmm. and like, this is way back when. So I had hired someone, she was leaving the company. She had been with me for a couple of years and a new person was coming in. And I asked Emily to like clean up the back end even more so that that new person coming in would have lots of trackable spreadsheets and stuff. So we definitely have used what you gave us where, you know, we're tracking like our followers on social, our email, What are our open rates? What are our click-through rates? And I usually wanna look at them specific to campaign, but knowing that overall number of growth or decrease each month is definitely something I look at, the total number of subscribers. But I don't get too hung up on that number, to be honest. I care less about how many people are on my email list because what I care more about are the sales results that we got from it. So a decrease in numbers might mean a growth in sales, right? There's so much variable there. Like just everyone, like don't get too hung up on your number of subscribers, because I keep my list very clean. And that's actually a tool I'm gonna share with you today is my triple email open rates, the three templates that I use. Like I use those several times a year and I don't get stuck on how many people are on my list. What I'm more interested in when I'm looking at those numbers is who's actually opening in the last 90 days. And if they're not opening in the last 90 days, I get rid of them because they're basically squatting on my list. I'm at a paid level with ConvertKit Mm -hmm. that like, why would I want to pay for people to not open or look at anything? So for me, I'm more so looking at like how many people are actually opening and how many people are clicking through. And per campaign, we'll just take the screenshot straight from... Convert kit where it has the email subject line so I can see which email it was and then look at those two numbers side by side. Oh, I
1: love that too. I always kind of try to do that same screenshot when I duplicate a campaign and then I'll like tuck it under. So I, I like remember how this email did before and then I can, I don't know, did I learn that from you? But then that way I can kind of just see the numbers and be like, oh, could I tweak this or what was it? And it is kind of nice when you get in this cycle where you can reuse emails because I know you do. And we don't always yeah. reinvent the wheel. And so if I can get on a cadence where I can just like make tweaks. So, But I also have that giant spreadsheet. It has evolved a lot. It's just nice for me to know within campaign week after week and just see that growth. But you're, you're so right about the number. So if you look at my active campaign right now, it says 17,000 contacts. But that is not <laughs> what is engaged. That is not the actual list. My actual list is probably more like Seven. Right. And that's like a huge discrepancy, but you just nailed it. It is about that quality. I have worked with clients who were inflating their numbers. and so proud they had a list of 80,000. And then I'm like, oh my God, only like 16,000 are actually opening. So this this isn't as good as we think. And it really is about that quality over the quantity. And so one of your tips was scrubbing, which I know we're getting into, but I think that our clients will also get really focused on that number just like they do with the vanity metrics of social. So do you have any like a tip that we can say to them about that that might make us seem smart?
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always like, you know, you're doing really well, but you have the potential for growth here is how I start that conversation. And what that looks like is different for each particular client, but if they can give you some high level numbers, and you can reference those and say, like, the way that I do it is like, this is industry standard for their industry specifically. So I have the benefit and the library of knowledge in my brain of working in multiple industries. So if you can research numbers specific to their industry, or you just have a sense for it, that's always good. I will tell a client like, okay, you're getting 30% open rates. That's good. I see the potential for you going to this number next so that's an example of like how i let them know like you can definitely be increasing your results here and here's how we would get you there and giving them a specific plan and just talking to them about their email list viability like a lot of the times they're convinced that they can't sell to their list they think it's not possible Mm. and i'm like i can very easily show you how viable your list is by getting people to raise their hands in a campaign And then you'll see that you actually have buyers or you don't, and that's fine. And maybe you need to pivot your offer, right? But getting them Mm -hmm. clear on all of that is the thing that convinces them to
1: to work with me. I love that. Everyone steal that language perfectly because it it sets you up to be the expert, right? And to be able to help them and guide them and be a part of those results too. So this is why I'm so excited about the freebie you have for my audience, because this is exactly what it's going to do, help us get in there and take the lead and get our emails open more. Like increase that open rate like right off. So tell everyone about this this goodie you have for us.
0: I have three emails that you can copy, paste, and personalize. So if you go and get my triple email open rates, you go to SagePlayers.com slash we love Emily. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so go to SagePlayers.com slash we love Emily. If you've ghosted your list and a lot of service providers, you know, raising my hand there are times where I have disappeared. <laughs> This will allow you to reappear into your potential client's inbox. Or if you have like a client who's been around the block a long time, they're more established, this will help you to direct them into scrubbing their list. They'll send the three emails and then anybody who hasn't opened in the last 90 days, you can remove them. And then what they'll see is they'll see their open rate go up. Their deliverability score will be higher with their email service provider. Most people don't realize that just like there's an algorithm with Facebook, there's an algorithm with email service providers. So that increases that for you as well so there's lots of reasons and if you go to that page you'll see at the top like benefits that you can verbatim say to your client about like how this is going to help them but it also sets you up to make your next offer so that's what's really cool about it is it's not just it's kind of like a all-in-one like it's helping you do a little market research it's cleaning the list and it's setting you up to make the next offer with the list knowing what people are interested in. So it really does set you up to have success with your client or even in your own business. If you're like, listen, 2024 is my year. I'm going to show up in people's inboxes. Yeah. This is your
1: opportunity to do that. I'm so excited about this because I really think it should be part of every marketing assistant's onboarding. Like I am new to your email list and this is what I suggest doing. So thank you. But it's also yeah. this this common thing I see with a lot of our newer clients, like we have a lot of solopreneur clients who are making their first hire, the email hasn't always gotten attention. And a lot of times this email list has been completely neglected. And so I want my people listening to this to come in with confidence of what they need to do next. I see a lot of people sending that email like, hey, sorry, I've been gone. And like, we don't want them to do that, right? (laughs) yeah so totally.
0: we're on the same page for that like it doesn't make sense to email people and be like i've been on hiatus this is why yeah just get straight into it like tell them you know in that email specifically it's leaning them towards doing a giveaway to their audience okay and just get them excited that you're there and that you have a gift for them and then you can just get straight into it you can skip all the like preamble about what you've been up to and why you've been gone <laughs> People won't even notice. Like, think about how many emails they have in their inbox, right? Like, they're not thinking about you being gone unless they write you and say, Hey, where have you been? But I've never had that happen. So <laughs> I disappear. If you have, then you already have an engaged audience. Like, you're already doing really, really well. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love this. I signed a new client last month and she has a, a list of 17,000 Sage, and Yay. they are in Squarespace. <laughs> And she hasn't emailed them and we don't even really know where they came from. And so I'm like, okay, what's your plan when we get started? And before, obviously she hired me to help with the launch of her membership, but we're not just going to be like, sell, sell, sell. We're going to take what you've done here and like slowly warm them up and nurture them and get them to raise their hands. And we do want people to leave, right? That's one of your tactics for increasing open rates is like getting those, what did you call them? Parkers? Squatting on your list. Squatters. (laughs) squatters off, right? And then already you look kind of like shit hot as a marketing assistant.
0: Yeah, it's that really gratifying win for you and the client to see some quick results. And that's why I love using these templates. But also, you know, like once they feel more confident about who's on their list, they feel good. They're like, Oh, these people actually want to hear from me. So I have the same like I have a client, she had 8000 people on her list and she thinks she's going to call it down to 800. And I do want to say there is a mistake you can make there. So she was going to go with just people who had opened from the last three emails we had sent. We used the triple email open rates. And I was like, no, don't just use the people who opened those last three. Anybody who's opened in the last 90 days. I wanted her to expand that a bit because she was eager to get rid of, you know, 10x of her people which I love. She was down, like "Like clean energy. Let's clear this energy out. But I want you to be mindful. Some people still want to hear from you, even if they don't open the three emails that you send from the template. So just keep that in mind. You actually want to do it from the last 90 days, remove those people and say bye to them. But you know, it can feel scary to people. I hear that like, Oh, that scares me so bad. I'm like, it's, really good because you are clearing out old energy that you don't need to be carrying around and you will show up feeling more refreshed and excited to talk to the people who you know want to be there
1: and what a perfect start with the new year like you said like starting fresh mm-hmm. and you're saving money okay so what do we do after this when our clients are like oh now what do i write about in these follow-up emails. So we've, we've taken your templates. You're really good about getting people to raise your hand and say what they want. And it starts to help us segment. But then how do we show up after this? The triple email open rate sets you up
0: to ask them what's the one thing that's holding them back. It does a little market research. They hit reply. That's the whole point of it. So you will have messages from people on your email list telling you what they want from you next. So the question will be answered in the templates. And then from those responses, you'll be very clear about what are people trying to solve and what kind of solution can you offer them next? So really listen to your customer voice data, that's what we call it in the marketing world, where people have written you, use that language to then create your next offer and it'll just lead you straight into that.
1: Okay, organization tip, how do you keep track of that and all the replies? Like, what do you do?
0: My Gmail is heavily filtered. So when people hit reply to a ConvertKit message from me, it goes to my inbox, but it immediately gets filtered to a, we use like a keyword from that particular email and it goes directly to ConvertKit replies as a subfolder inside of my main folder. And then when I'm ready, usually like seven days after the campaign has ended, I'll take a look at all the data and I'll, I'll read it all. And then you can get like a spreadsheet and put the pains and desires into a spreadsheet. So you can have it for reference, like a Google spreadsheet and then use that language. So I will, when I'm writing the sales page for my next offer, based on the responses, I will specifically cut and paste their language into like the top portions of the sales page to speak directly to those pains and desires. Ideally, even some of those people who respond to those emails, you can start pre-selling them and asking them like, okay, this is what you told me you wanted. This is what I'm creating. Does this sound good? Like, Get their feedback and have those conversations. I do think there's a little bit of fear around having direct conversations. We tend to want to hide behind our funnels and all the fancy things. And it's like, oh, I want the funnel to do all the work. But no, it's like you need to roll up your sleeves and have actual conversations with people once they reply, like keep the conversation going. Tell them what you're thinking about creating. You know, if they're going to say yes early and you can pre-sell them into the program that you're about to offer, that's great. Like maybe give them an incentive for saying yes early. I did a launch over the summer. I was teaching people how to craft market and fill their VIP days in a group program and for saying yes early to the extended payment plan i gave them the opportunity to get access to my work less earn more course so they could start the work before the actual program started and that worked really well like people were really excited about that and so they had something to do leading up to the actual group program so whatever it is you're offering right it could be a group program a retreat your client could be trying to sell a course whatever it is they're getting ready to sell have stuff ready to talk to people just in email it's not like you have to have a fancy sales page ready or anything and outline the offer for the people who seem eager for that thing and start pre-selling it and giving them some kind of bonus for saying yes early and I, i do recommend extended payment plans as well just because of the inflation times we're living in and even in the us like we're going into an election year this next year there's gonna be a need for even more pivoting again So buckle up, buttercups. I hate to be like the bearer of that news, but it's going to be another wild year. I already can see. Like, yeah, based on all my past experience of all these past years, you know, hopefully the tide's in our favor. Hopefully world circumstances
1: are a little lighter, but we'll see. Just to get ahead of myself, but that's also why I love that you offered this copy membership that you have that helps make access to copywriting and good templates and how to do that in your business just more accessible. So I saw that in my last launch too, like just making extended payment plans and things to meet people where they are. Hey, time out. I have a quick word from our sponsor, Magic Mind. It's the world's first productivity drink. And oh my gosh, I've been drinking these several afternoons in a row and I drink it when I hit that slump right after lunch, you know, after you've eaten and you get food coma, but I still need to power through the rest of my workday until the kids come home from school. So this little productivity shot is only two ounces, and it has a whole bunch of natural organic ingredients. Nothing bad like an energy drink. I don't drink those anyway, and not the same thing as coffee. Coffee does not equal energy. What I need help is, is focusing and getting my brain back on tasks through the slump of the afternoon. And I mean, for all of us, that's a different time of day. Magic Mind will boost your energy and your focus, help you crush procrastination, and elevate your mental clarity, which is where I really get challenged as a mom (laughs) in brain fog and as a business owner. This also helps me bring my A-level game every time I show up and do strategy, do very critical implementation work, and tech automations for my clients. And it also tastes good. It feels good going into your body because it doesn't have all these crazy side effects like anxiety and sleeplessness and those harmful ingredients that are in all of those energy drinks. So this is safe. No extra sugar either. Again, it's called Magic Mine. It has heaps of antioxidants. And if you really want to nerd out on marketing, go check out their sales page because it is a treasure trove of great copy. The best I've ever seen. You can order yours on Amazon in the link below. Now, I have to tell you, I was really stuck on this Van Gogh puzzle, it was very in-depth, all these different colors. It was very hard to see. I had a hard time focusing I'd start working on one little area of colors and move to the other. You know, I'm a puzzle nerd and I just couldn't focus. And after taking magic mind, I finished the dang jigsaw puzzle. Oh my gosh. How is that for like social proof? You got to laugh with me. Sometimes we just need that extra focus and we need help without context switching. And we just need to go deep and fast with our client work and magic mind can help. All right, it really helped me. I think you should try it. Go order it in the link below. All right, back to the show. What Sage said about gathering VOC, offer data, making the offer. I have to tie this into inbox support because this is just a big ecosystem of business and it's not just somebody in their lane working in a business. Inbox is the top of your funnel. And when people are responding and you you need to be gathering that, like I love that you have that folder trick because I don't have that and I'm immediately going to go set that up because I want to be able to tag people who are leads, have conversations, especially when I'm launching. And what you just gave was gold. So anyone listening to that, rewind, go listen to that. And if you can implement that for your client, you will be like indispensable all-star and you'll be feeding the marketing machine, even though you're doing some admin support.
0: Yeah, they will love you for it. Anytime you can get your client one step closer to the sale, they're going to value your work even more. So I love that you highlighted that. Thank you, Emily.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like a lot of marketing speak, but people in my world get it. But if you're new to this, like (laughs) it can be it can be a lot. Okay. How can we write these emails where they're getting open afterward too? Because I know that there's just like all that energy that goes into the nurturing content, the weekly signature content. You know, when it comes to writing subject lines, like I find most of my clients struggled with that and they're leaning on me to like suggest something. And I know you have a personality type. Framework, is that the right word, or way of looking at it so we can make people want to open our emails?
0: Yeah, 100%. So I love sharing this. So there are four personality types who are looking at your emails, and I use it through the lens of The Simpsons because it's a fun show that most people know. Yes. (laughs) So the four characters on The Simpsons, if you can write your email subject lines to appeal to these four characters... And you'll find out as we go through them, whether or not you have all four in your customer's audience or in your audience. So the first character is the Barts of the world. They are the fast decision makers. For your email subject line, having the word quick will get their attention and they'll be more likely to open it. So a couple of examples, like I made you a quick video or like quick question. That one's really good. Or quick request does really well for me as well using that word quick for those faster decision makers in your subject line, they'll be more likely to open it. I would be mindful of having that email actually be short. So I am giving you permission to write some short emails. Not all of them have to be long because whatever the action is, they're just going to want to take it right away. So having a link really fast in the email, few words, if there is a video, a very short video, I use BombBomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B as a tool to make videos. But when you understand this audience, I've had people use this system and it's one of my templates where they got a 50% click through rate because they understood that these people are fast and will make that decision. And we targeted the strategy very specifically. And that's one thing I'll just take a quick commercial break for is like with my templates, I've seen templates out there. They're wonderful. I love what people are doing. But the first 15 pages of my templates are all strategy based on your stage in business. And that is the difference between the work that I'm doing and what a lot of people out there are doing is understanding that someone who's early on is emerging in their business has a different strategy than someone who's established in their business. Yeah. And so it's a following that guide first and then making strategic decisions about your templates that get those effective 50% click-through rates. I like that. Just wanted to throw that in there. So we have the Barts. Let's go over the three other characters. So we also have the Marges. They are the deep connection decision makers. So when it comes to your email subject lines, they want a story. So it's funny, like one of the emails I wrote, I said one week off in my business. And so they knew it was a story about my personal life. And that got one of my highest open rates. So what that tells me is I have a lot of deep connection decision makers, those marges of the world Mm -hmm. in my list, right? Because that one was one of my best performing emails from previous years. They love stories about you. They want to know like more about the behind the scenes of your life they'll feel connected to you. When I talk about things like how I used to work at a museum that remains unnamed, but I used to work at a museum and I was told that they would never hire a woman. Right. And I get really deep. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but I get really deep into that story when I'm talking about certain things in my business and why I even started my business. Right. Like, Seeing that male-dominated industry really inspired me to want to create my own business where I help women have the potential to out-earn every man in their life. Yes.
1: (laughs) You know I'm down with that.
0: (laughs) And it's not about competition for me, but it is about choices, particularly here in the US and all over the world. So anyways, those are those deep connections. So those are
1: the margins. Let me stop you there. That's probably the email that we struggle with the most to get out of our clients because that takes time. Do you have like a tip for us to extract that so we can help them?
0: Ideally, your client would have a digital footprint where you could go listen to podcasts or a TEDx talk and Mm -hmm. you could mine that information like it ideally would exist somewhere. Yeah. If it doesn't, you need to have like a call that's just to get stories from them okay where you ask them a series of questions because some of them are verbal processors if you can get them to write them down for you that's great whenever i want stories from someone and i'm not going to personally interview them i will have them open a google doc and teach them how to use voice typing so if you go to tools in a google doc and you scroll down there's a voice typing button on desktop and in mobile where you can just have them do a quick and dirty transcription of the story. I've even turned that on during a client call, right? And just been like, we're on Zoom, okay? Or, you know, people use Otter now, but this yeah. is like, Otter's great too. Or, you know, Zoom has the AI notes now. Like, these are all great options, but. Don't interrupt them is the point when you're getting the stories, let them speak, let the words flow, don't try to type them as you go, just like let them tell the whole story and then you can call it later.
1: I'm glad you said that I was helping a client fix her quiz funnel. And I just went back to a couple podcasts too, and listened to the story of her breaking her back. And so I did have her look over it. (laughs) And we didn't just hit publish without her reading anything. I want to caveat that, but there's no way I would have been able to extract that from her for timing reasons and everything. But I love that trick of like getting them to, to Google voice it, Google Mm -hmm. type it, voice type it. What do we call that? But yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love tools. I'm a tools nerd. So yes,
1: (laughs) yes you do. (laughs) What's the third character you have for us?
0: okay so our third character is homer he is the fun loving decision maker right so when he sees a subject line that's fun or funny like music lyrics or puns or gifts or mentions of celebrities that you know like are relatable and funny he will be more likely to open an email like that so I just sent an email this week that said, you're invited to a party, invite inside, right? So the word party for the fun-loving decision makers are like, I want to come to a party, Sage is inviting me to. Momo. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So that's an example of like appealing to those fun-loving decision makers. Um, Funny gifts inside of your email, gifts or gifs, however you say it, they will attract them as well. Like I have a picture of me, like I'm holding... A star in front of me, and I'm like making this face, and I look like I'm having a party. Or actually, the best photo, literally, people tell me they hire me for this photo. I have a picture of a pin under my my nose that I'm balancing on my lip,
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: they're like, "Oh, she looks like a good time. I want to work with her." So that's (laughs) oh
1: my god, I love that. Oh, this is funny. I am doing the photo shoot with Shannon. We were planning on ones with like pencils in my hair. And I was like thinking about you because like my stylist brought that up. And I was like, ooh, Sage has that one with it on her lip. And yes. it's so funny because it truly is memorable. But I like that you're using your own images too in your emails. Because I think that's something like a DMA could really help extract for their client and like make the email even better. So like great idea.
0: I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Shannon Claire. She is an incredible brand photographer. So those are the, the ways that you can reinforce it with images. That is the homers of the world. Should we get into the fourth and final one?
1: Yeah. And then I want to know which one you are after this. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same. Like I have guesses of what you are as well. Okay. okay so the fourth and final is
0: Lisa. She is the detail oriented decision maker. So when people ask me, like, do I really need like long form sales pages or longer emails? Who's actually reading this stuff? Lisa's, they are the type when they start something, they have to finish it, it's just their personality. Very detail oriented, they love lists, they love data. So one of my emails says like 52 projects, 19 clients, four months off, right? And that's the subject line. They love when I say that, or like what I learned from 47 podcasts in the last 12 months. So the subject lines are a little bit longer. I just trust that, you know, my audience is 75% desktop, that they're gonna read the whole thing. But like if you know your audience leans towards mobile, you have to find a way to shorten those, and that's fine in terms of subject lines. But I don't lose sleep over longer subject lines. And some people, like even clients, are like, can we please like make these shorter? I'm like, we can, but it's not really gonna, you know, it all depends on the audience, I guess. But Lisa's detail-oriented decision makers, as much data as you can feed them, they will be engaged and interested and excited to learn those specific behind the scene numbers of your business or your client's business.
1: Who tends to be in your audience the most?
0: I have a well-rounded community of all four personality types. I do say all this to remind people like you should appeal to the types of folks in your audience. Like some people just have the Marges and the Barts, like those deep connection and fast decision makers. And so all their emails are shorter, right? Even if they tell a story, they keep it shorter. But yeah, I have, because people write me back and say what they are, they're like, I'm such a Lisa, you know, even in my welcome sequence, I ask them which one they are, or they're like, I'm such a Marge, or this is the most homer I've ever been about a promotion because they tend to wait till the end. They like to be wooed before they buy. So yeah, I've gotten a sense that I have all four in there. And I'm curious about your personality type. Where do you land Emily?
1: You know, I can be a little bit of all of them, first of all, right? It can depend on the mood, but I tend to be the Barts. I'm like very quick. Like I don't always read emails either, even though I love writing them and I love, you know, I love keeping up with my friends. Like I tend not to, but I, when I make a buying decision, I already know I want it. I don't need to be wooed. but I also have a lot of Homer in me just as an Enneagram 7. Like I appreciate fun. I appreciate humor and things that are a little different too. What about you? Well,
0: first of all, I would have guessed BART for you for sure. Ah, Good job. Um, (laughs) When you came into my program, I had a a mastermind I was running, Emily, like the day I talked to her, she's like, yep, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: I know, I just know. (laughs) And the BARTs are fun. Well, yeah, exactly. That gut level. You just Mm -hmm. know. It's not about, it's funny. The BARTs are great for proving a product because they're the first to buy typically. And they, like, on a gut level, know it's less about your words and more about your energy. Like, it's the energetic mm, connection. Okay. Yeah. So I love that. And then I actually am a Lisa. I'm a detail-oriented decision maker. I ask lots of questions when I potentially want to buy something. It depends on the price point. Like, if it is a lower ticket, like a $30 product, I am more of a BART because I'm like, $30, I'm not really losing anything here, even if it's not what I expect. But when it comes to higher ticket stuff, I ask lots and lots of questions. I do my research. I'm like that annoying person who's like, can I talk to people you've worked with? Oh, you're that person. I'm that person. I go deep. I'm like, I want to talk to people. Or if they have like case studies on hand that I can read, that's great. Because I spent $30,000 on a live event in 2019. I had a co-host with me, so that was helpful. But making that level of investment, I wanted to know that I had somebody who was going to get my back through and through and had proven to get other people's backs. Because life events are no not for the pain of heart. And I was like, I'm not going into this with a wing and a prayer. Like I'm doing this yeah. for real.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. And I hear that in, in you when you do talk about data, when you talk about email marketing and copy data, like I am not surprised to hear that yeah. you are that personality that really like takes your time and studies it. I also know you're a little bit of a slower mover, like you just are, and I think that's beautiful. So, Okay, so this is where it starts to get complicated as we open up the door to copy, because we're like thinking about all of these personalities and how we write and how do we convert. And you have a membership that kind of makes it simple, right? Tell everyone about that.
0: My Copy Sales Booster membership, it's definitely there to help you triple your sales results using this framework on a more in-depth level. Now that you kind of understand the gist of it, but how do you apply that to sales pages, to sales emails, to Facebook ads, to whatever you're writing for your clients? So I have templates that outline all of that. And I kind of told you a little bit about it. Like it has those 15 pages of strategy and then it has all of the templates in there. And I've had lots of marketing assistants, copywriters, designers come through there and say, you know, my client was able to get better results just from using these templates. I love hearing those stories. They're my favorite. Also, like if you want to shave 15 to 20 hours off of your work week using these templates, it's different than like something like AI that is not as sophisticated. Mm -hmm. These are tested and proven over the last 12 years of my business across multiple industries. Yeah. Because I've worked with so many different clients. So I've taken you know, what I learned from doing a $1.25 million launch with my client, those strategies are in there. What I've done for my own business, not just for other people's businesses. You know, I've had multiple six figure launches. So I took all of that and just put it into a copy sales booster template membership that you can join. And actually at the time this is coming out, if you're listening to this in January, if you go to com slash guest, you can come to my no charge copy course that I'm teaching. It's four live sessions. I would love to have you all. But if you're not listening to this during January, just grab my triple email open rates and you'll like get into my world and you'll learn more about this whole system that we talked about.
1: Yeah. I love that you give these templates just to make our life easy because it's just so hard to write from scratch in someone else's voice when you're still learning their business. When a lot of my audience isn't, we're doing some copywriting, but we're not quite like you know, claiming the title and walking around with that crown. And we're kind of in this like hybrid world. And this is one of my hacks is to use templates like this is how I got started and using your brain to make them work for your client. And I love I was gonna say, Okay, Lisa, because you're like gathering all the data for us, the tried and true tactics that make it so simple. So how much is the membership? And how does it work?
0: yeah so i'm really excited this time i am offering two tiers so you can join at the templates only level at 47 per month or you can join at the group coaching level so if you want my eyes on your copy once per month and get copy audits and even bringing your clients copy people definitely do that i would be happy to take a look at it and that's 147 per month so you have two options for joining I personally love doing the Copy Hot Seeds. We also have a co-working call for the people who are at that group coaching level with us. I'm really excited to bring like a new group of people in. We usually add around 150 people in January and February.
1: So it's going to be a good time. Oh, I love that. I love that you have this next level. So you get that support. because sometimes we just need eyes on our copy. And that's how we learn. I mean, you're vulnerable And it's scary. I've given you my copy before, but like you, we always come out better and then just so much more confident and show up for our clients in new ways. So this is exactly how I got started, you guys. Like it wasn't any major, major, major copywriting course for me. It was like doing it and getting feedback and starting with templates. So amazing, amazing. So we'll put the links to all of that in the show. I have a couple of questions as we wrap it up and I'll, I'll rapid fire you. I know you mentioned AI, but I'm trying to ask all my guests. What's one way you're using AI in your business or are you?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely using it. So there have been tools around like this. I know it's a little more advanced than it's ever been, but rewriting blog posts to spin them for a client would be how I first initially started using it back when I was doing more blog content for clients. So it's great for that. It's also really good for coming up with better email subject lines. So write me subject lines like this and then Mm. just let it come up with some other ones. Spinning content for affiliate partnerships for my clients. So I have a client who has 600,000 people on their email list and they do
1: affiliate. Wait, uh, wait, how many?
0: 600,000. Oh, my
1: God. I'm like, did I hear that right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. That's got to be like very pricey for those squatters. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> totally. Get it. So
0: they have affiliate partnerships in different industries. Uh, so one's wellness and another one will be like more specifically health. Another one will be like education, right? Yeah. So we have our affiliate swipes that they're sending to their partners, but we'll have it rewritten slightly for each industry. So making your affiliate swipe copy like specific to industry, uh, that's another great way. Like, I never thought
1: just, of that. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's a great strategy when you have a sizable audience. It makes sense to do those things as things grow. And again, it's like whether you're, you know, strategy based on the client's stage in business makes so much more sense. But like, you know, with my business, like I have five partners for my Coffee Sales Boosters affiliates this year. So I'm not going to go all out like that. Yeah. So that's an example yeah. of like understanding how to use AI based on stage. Well,
1: I've, I've been wanting to write a version of my sales page, like for business owners who want to send their teammate through my course. And I just haven't had the yeah. capacity. And so I never thought about using AI to do that because it's already yeah. written. It just, need, it just needs some brain work. And I'm totally going to steal that. Okay. My last question, because you have been a service provider, you're like me, a practitioner, you still do the client work. What advice do you have for a brand new service provider? Like no matter what their services are for just getting to this dream of when they are having to work on their terms, they have the most flexibility, they're working with dreaming clients, you know, like that's what we're all after, right? A work-life balance. Like what advice would you give for someone starting?
0: Yeah, I would say this is not, it's very left field. Write a letter to your future self, like set those intentions down on paper or in a note on your phone so that you can go back and look and see how far you've come. Because in the beginning, it's a very daunting experience. You will give anything for your business to succeed and that is normal. So you are going to make exceptions for clients. You're going to get red flag clients. Like Things are not going to be picturesque. In the beginning and if it is i hope it is for you but (laughs) in the beginning it's a natural rite of passage to give a lot to your business but write a letter to your future self hold on to that vision look at that vision at least once a year if not more to remind yourself how far you've come as you go because you're always there's this feeling of like chasing the next chasing the next client chasing the next dream because as big as you're dreaming right now your dream is only going to grow and I would recommend like allowing things to be even better than you can imagine. You might get there faster than you think too. So just, you know, give yourself that grace as you grow because it it
1: takes a lot in the beginning, but it does get easier. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Well, thanks for sharing all of your email copy, your Simpsons personality insight with us because I know everyone's going to go out there and like be able to implement this right away where's the best place to connect with you? Obviously, we'll have the links to everything you mentioned below.
0: I'm on Instagram at Sage Polaris. That's a great place to DM me if you want to tell me like what your biggest takeaway from today's conversation was. I'm always loving hearing like what people take from the things that they hear me talk about. And also, I just want to shout out like, so of course, like come into that no charge copy course, the sagepolaris.com slash guest will get you there. If you're listening to this in January, but just like Emily has her work group, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find clients as well in my community. Mm -hmm. So I love like collaborations like that happening where we're not just I'm not just supporting you and helping your clients make more money, but it's a reciprocation where the service providers are getting hired by the course creators or vice versa. Like, you know, course creators are hiring service providers so that everyone, it's like this really nice ecosystem that we've created. And I love seeing collaborations like that.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. And my audience knows that like your, your network is everything, right? So thanks. Thank mm-hmm. you for opening it to us. All right. We'll catch yeah. you on the flip side stage. Thanks for being here. Thanks,
0: Emily. Bye.
1: Okay. Okay. I hope you love this episode. I think it's so much gold was in here about what you can do with the inbox when it comes to leads, what you can do with your clients onboarding by making this email improvement process part of your onboarding, and ways you can show up strategically to re-engage their email or prepare for that next offer. Okay, but what I want to know most, and I know Sage wants to know too, is which Simpsons character are you? So tag us over on Instagram, Sage Polaris and Emily Reagan. Let us know, are you Bart? Are you Marge? Are you Lisa? slash sage? Are you Homer? Tag us, let us know. And then think about who is in your client's audience. Which one do you think is in your client's audience? If you found this podcast useful, I would love a review. I'm trying to get to 100 reviews. I could use your help. I could use your help in passing this along to someone who's looking at working online or a virtual assistant who wants to up-level more into marketing. And I know it's scary. When you're first starting, the first post, the first emails that you write on behalf of your client, any kind of copywriting training that makes you stronger in messaging is always going to pay off because that is something we can never replace. A teammate who understands the client's business who can step up in these roles. So make sure you sign up for the beta no charge copy course and then pay attention when Sage opens her membership. Please let her know I referred you And pay attention for when Sage opens her Copy Sales Booster membership. Let her know that you referred me as her affiliate partner. And just know that we're both cheering for you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week on Unicorns Unite. If you wanna start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop, you can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you wanna niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm like petting a dog.